everybody. David Donaldson here on another episode of Entrepreneurial Impact. Uh, Joe Martin won't be able to join us today, but I'm very excited. As you know, every now and then, I like to go back into the past. I, uh, I do have been in the business for a little bit of time, 17 years now. But today I have Barbie King with me. Now, Barbie has been in the business as long as I have. And I was fortunate enough that when I started and got my license in 07 in Arizona, that I joined an office, which was not a KW office at the time, but it was very, very much like what I have found here at KW going forward. Very collaborative, very open, right? Very friendly. Uh, we, we just had a great group of people, agents at the time in Arizona working together, um, with that within that organization. And I was fortunate enough to come across Barbie, who was open to me, brand new agent in the business. Uh, you, know, I, you were never officially my mentor, but essentially you were. You, you were somebody that I could go to, somebody that I could always ask questions of, somebody that allowed me to do open houses, and somebody that kind of taught me how, hey, that you know, I may know how to work with people because I come from hospitality, but here's here how that applies to real estate. Right. So let's just kind of tell everybody a little bit about yourself and what's going on and what and what you've been doing in this time. And then we'll kind of jump into the categories of what I want to focus on today, which really is about how to run a sphere based business, but really focus on community. Great. Well, thank you for inviting me, first of all, David. And you're right. We do go back several years. I think that I was first licensed in 2002. So um, back, you know, kindergarten, I think, or first grade, I can't remember. Yes, but, absolutely. Um, I did uh, start with another company and and there, there were a lot of new people in the real estate business because things were booming in 2003. And that's when the market skyrocketed through at least here, 05, October of 05 is when we kind of peaked and then, you know, we didn't know what to do with ourselves, kind of like what's happening right now. But um, I come from an interior design background and I, when I got divorced, I was just looking for something that I could do to support myself and my son. And uh, I decided to start flipping houses. So I got in with a group of investors and then they would hire me as an interior designer to come in and spec carpet, paint, countertops, cabinets, and then... Um, and then during that process, people would come in to the properties and they would ask, you know, we want our friends to live next door down the street and how much is this house going to be? And I would sell the house and then I would hand them off to usually the contractor's wife and then they would do the deal and I would get a gift card for, you know, TGI Fridays or Applebee's or something. Yeah. And I thought, this has got to be something to this. So I did get my real estate license and uh, that's how I ended up in real estate. And within uh, probably a year and a half, quit with the interior design and still continued to flip houses, but, um, you know, jumped in with both feet into, into real estate then. So, and that's where we met uh, maybe a year down the road or two years down the road um, back in the day in Gilbert. So that's right. That's right. Yeah. It was at the Gilbert location there of, uh, of, of Russ Lyon. I don't know if Russ Lyon is, is still, I know they were acquired by another organization, but, uh, 
that's where our paths crossed. And, you know, it was a great experience, right? It really was, like I said, as I let off, we had a great collaborative group of people in that office and people that were willing to share and train and say, you know, here's some best practices in here to do things. And what really attracted me to how you ran your organization at the time was your focus on community. Now you're you're in a mastermind community where the price ranges vary from 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 townhouse. They vary quite a bit from what they were back then, or five or six or seven to where they are now. Um, but there was there was levels, right? There was entry level. There was townhouses, right? There was waterfront. There was there was step up homes, and then there were certainly luxury homes in that community. So you kind of ran the gamut, right? Yeah, I don't even remember what the total number in Val Vista Lakes uh, was. We have 2,200 individual properties and it ranges from condominiums. Uh, we do have luxury townhomes that are in the 1.2 million range. And then we also have uh, luxury houses. The largest house in here is just over 11,000 square feet. And then uh, we have several gated communities. And then, you know, we really do just run the gamut and it's all built around a community clubhouse, tennis courts, swimming pools, lagoons, uh, pickleball. You know, there is a central community attraction. The keyword of the now, right? Buzzword of now is pickleball. Oh my gosh. I know. I know. My, uh, I play, I play, I scratch the surface, but it is fun. And it certainly is something for all ages. My son is 25 and he plays and then I have friends that are in their 80s that play. So that's kind of cool. You know, it brings everyone together. Well, that brings a sense of community, right? So getting into that now, what I don't know, were you, I don't know if you were living in Val Vista Lakes at the time, right? So was that, a, that the neighborhood that you decided, hey, I'm in here? And I think like anything else, when we get into business, whether it's the neighborhood that we live in or the neighbors that we choose to say, hey, this is where I'd like to do business, we got to start somewhere. And there's usually a lot of times somebody else is kind of established in the community as well, right? So to grow a business instead of a farm, and I like community more than farm because I think it applies something a little bit differently. But how did you go about getting started in the community? Well, I was blissfully ignorant, to be honest with you. I lifted <laughs> the house that I had is when I was married and it was one of the higher end luxury homes. And at the time when I listed it, um, I listed it, you know, $200,000 more than I had bought it two years before that. And a lot of the neighbors came in and a lot of the, the neighborhood experts did come in and they just kind of looked at me as if, who are you? And um, why do you think you can get this for this house? No one has ever sold a house at this price. And I was one of the smaller homes, very much one of the smaller homes in there. So I didn't know what I didn't know. And that was a good thing. And I think my point is that if you're going to go into a new community or farm area, don't be intimidated by the agents who are the so-called experts. A lot of times they have been doing the same thing and they've become complacent. And so here I came and I looked at the numbers. I didn't have the preconceived notion of what 
that house should be worth after I owned it for two years. I strictly looked at the data. I looked at the upgrades and I think I, at that time, uh, you know, it was just kind of reaching for the star type of a market. And, um, and, and I sold it and I sold it for more than 200,000 at, so back in, you know, 2002, 2003, um, that was a pretty good return on your investment. That was a chunk of change. So I would say to the new people, don't be intimidated because, you know, so-and-so has worked there. I had three of the top agents, one in Mesa, who you may remember, Charlie Randall, we became very good yeah. friends. There was another female agent in here who lived in this area and um, she was a great agent. And then our friends, um, Cindy Flowers and I live in the same neighborhood. She's been a longtime KW agent. Yeah. And oh my gosh, if it wasn't for her, just like reaching out to me and, and helping me, I don't know that I would have been able to to do as well as I did, but there was a lot of, um, in, uh, not on purpose. Maybe it was just me being intimidated that, you know, I, I guess I was fortunate. I didn't know what I didn't know. Awesome. So you sold that first house right now. How did you get the name out there? And how did, how did you grow? Like you've been successful. You've maintained that labor and you took over a very large percentage of market share in that community. And that doesn't happen overnight. So how do you go from listing your own house, right? Figuring out I can do this to becoming brand aware within your community. So very, very naive. Again, uh, I had a golf cart <laughs> and um, I would get a new listing and I would make a flyer and I would put the information on a half page and honest to God, I had a double oven. I would bake cookies. I'd put them in these cute little bags and I would um, go out with my son and we would go door to door and give the information about a new listing in, in the development or a new listing that I had. Um, I don't remember who was the second person that took a chance on me. I would really have to think about that. But all of a sudden, you know, I hit this unexpected number and I think a lot of it got a lot of people's attention. So it was very simple. It was very walking the neighborhood. It was knocking on doors. It was introducing myself and it was giving people something in exchange. So even though at the beginning it was very simple, it was, a, you know, it was cookies you know, that I would, I would go to the, the neighborhood grocery store and um, you could buy a big box of cookie dough and just um, bake cookies. And, you know, I didn't have to mix it up or anything, but anyhow, so it was door to door. It was sharing information, giving them something of value, albeit it was only a cookies, you know, a little bag of cookies, but um, who's going to say no to that? So yeah, um, I think the key is there is that it's door to door, right? You you were now look two thousand two is it wasn't the the level of mass marketing that we kind of have become through email and social media and things like that. But it's a relationship based business, and you got out there in the gar golf cart and you started knocking on doors and introducing yourself. And I don't even care where we are today. I think that's the thing that still works. It is, and David, you probably remember this when when you came on our team, but. Um, you know, graduated from that. And we used to do a pretty decent sized sticker with open house information on it. And I think one time uh, I would go to this farmer's market 
with my, I borrow my dad's pickup truck and I'd load it with pumpkins. And then I'd put the sticker on it about the open house and I'd go door to door and take everyone a pumpkin. Well, then we thought how pumpkins aren't going to work in February or July. So we bought the little watermelons or we bought, um, so it kind of graduated from there. Like what, what can we do? Because at the time we weren't using every door direct, but we were doing postcards and a postcard campaign back then was still a thousand or $1,200, you know, 50 cents a piece. Um, so every time we wanted to do a just listed and then it just sold, it was another $1,200, another $1,200. So the door to door was a little less expensive for us. To be honest, it was, I I didn't have the budget that I have today. Right. And it's, I think that gets lost on a lot of people, right? You you found a way you realize, Hey, hey, this is something that's important. I got to get it out there. Postage is expensive. Print's expensive. But you kind of touched on something there with the pumpkins. And I share that. And, I, and for me, it evolved in a lot of things, but things that I've done over time. Uh, but the pumpkins was my first experience is of what we'll call Popeye, right? Whether you're, whether you're a spear-based business owner or you're a Papini type of person. I actually, I joke a lot with my a lot of people that are married to the Papini systems. Like he's been stealing our stuff for years, as far as I'm concerned, right? <laughs> the, those Popeye, that, that relationship type of, Right? Uh, but yes, yes, delivering pumpkins. Right there. It's all how you bundled. He just he did a good job of packaging it. Right now, I I just I just. But it's that relationship model, right? But you touched on the things of meaning, right? You gave something of value, which was information. You gave something of value, which was cookies. You gave something that something could have fun with it, identifiable view, which was pumpkins. If I remember, there was a lot of other things that followed. There was flags on the 4th of July with sparklers. There was pumpkins and watermelons. And hey, I remember, I don't know if people mail anything anymore, but there was price changes and we would send out penny stamps because there were price changes of things. Yes, in the price that's We used to do that. Now, Correct. I probably stole that from Buffini, to be honest with you, but we would go to the post office and we would feed that little machine and it would spit out these adorable little mm-hmm. envelopes that we could actually put our information on. And then, you know, if the postage stamp up two cents, of course, this isn't going to work today because nobody mails anything. They just go online and bill pay, but we would take them door to door, you know, here's our two cents on the market. So we were, we thought we were being so clever, but I guess the bottom line is um, what would happen from that is people would begin to call me. And honestly, they would call me and say, Hey, when are you, when are you delivering pumpkins? When do you have any extra pumpkins? And instead of the first time I, I did this by mistake, I said, sure, I'll leave them out in my front yard. Come and pick them up. And then I thought, oh no, this is wrong. And so we decided, give me your address. I will bring you a pumpkin. So then that was even, that was time. It was a, a few minutes of my time, but it got me in front of their door and it was an act of service because I brought it to them. So, you know, when somebody's bringing you something, they're, they're not going to slam the door in your face. So we've done, uh, pot buys with, um, ice cream scoops. Like here's the scoop on the, the real estate market. We've done the electrical charging cords for phones. You know, these are very inexpensive items. You can order them in bulk through Amazon. 
And then we try and do the areas where we have the listing and um, or the areas where we have buyers, which some areas are consistent that we have buyers. And so we started that at the beginning of my career. And this is funny. I'm going to show, show you something. So this is what I have here on my desk. It's a pop buy. And hold it up a little bit. Okay. So there you this go. It's our fall pop buy. And so now Halloween is over, right? Um, so let me just look and see which these are. Okay. Um, so this is kind of a fall bath and body. I think these retail maybe $7.50. But we wait until, you know, they go on sale and I just order them in bulk and Bath and Body deliver delivers. Uh, I think I can only order 24 at a time. So I ordered, you know, I try and get like 75 of these and then I walk a neighborhood. So I end up paying less than $3 a piece for these. And uh, we do these about every two months. So if we've done candles, we've done ice cream scoops. We do these honestly, probably three times a year. And, um, awesome. and we just do them wherever, wherever we've got a listing or, you know, wherever we feel like we need to be more in with the neighbors. So, um, with that, we have uh, our market. So for the pause real quick for somebody that are just listening to the on Apple or Spotify, what Barbie's kind of showing us, it, you know, was her her Popeye, a little little orange basket, fall flavors with body wash, shampoo, lotion, all affordable. But what's happening is these things are being delivered in person, right? So it's that connection, it's that relationship, it's something of value, right, that they can use. Yeah. And so I will get a phone call back. If, if nobody's home, I still leave it. And in that I put the market information and I put the data, uh, our community versus the town that we live in versus the county. So I divide it up. I get a short synopsis, probably like you all do in an email or an e-letter. And, um, and then I take this letter and I also post it on our community uh, social media pages, which we own. We own, we yeah. admin. Well, I, we admin pages. I, so again, this, this is how far that you were ahead of the time there. Like, I remember your online presence, right? I remember your online communities, right? Because guys that are listening home, this this predates 07, and 07 is when they launched Facebook. So that was that was before communities in Facebook. That was before business pages on Facebook. And Barbie had built an online presence for her community, right? And it was branded to the community where she was servicing the community. Mm -hmm. So we were we we didn't again didn't know what we didn't know, but you know, for six dollars, I could buy domain names and uh, tie them up for five years. I think at the time, and uh, we bought, you know, Val Vista Lakes real estate, luxury Gilbert properties. You know, we just bought up, we didn't know what we were going to do with them. And then we were able to um, spend a lot of money at the time on websites. And um, I think our my first website was 5000 So uh, at the time, that was a chunk of change. And it didn't have all the the uh, links that we have now 
you know, for people to serve. Oh, yeah. And I'm not advising people to do that now. I'm sure no one's, no one's doing that because people already have the apps that they use. And um, we do quite well with the KW app. We use that. We don't make flyers for our open houses. Um, maybe some of our luxury ones we will, but um, we have that app at our fingertips and that is instant. And it has more information than we would ever be able to touch with a flyer. You know, it's all the photos on that KW app. So that's been a really uh, strong tool for us. I wish there was a better tracking on that, but um, yeah, so that's, it was, it was door to door and it, it, it still is. So one of our Facebook pages. Right. Thanks for tying that back, right? Wow. Technology changes. The, the, the systems or the, the deliverables may change or get enhanced. Mm-hmm. But what has maintained and stayed the same is the door-to-door relationship communication. Yes, absolutely. Right? And when you're, you get ingrained in your community, now you shared a picture. I'm just going to bring that picture back up again. That was on your phone, right? Oh. When you're ingrained and known, right, and you service your community, you get little things like the text photo that you got last night. So last night oh. I saw this come through on my phone. And it was somebody that was out trick-or-treating and their daughter was dressed as Taylor Swift. And then her little boy was dressed as Taylor's bodyguard. And so here they've sent me a picture of my real estate sign with the kids standing in front of it. Just a, hey, thinking of you, hope you're doing great. And uh, here's a picture of my kids. So, of course, I take the picture and I put it on Facebook and, you know, hope that everyone had... Uh, you know, a safe night. And I'll probably also tie it into some type of a follow-up to Halloween or going in to Thanksgiving. So um, we ran into a little bit of a roadblock with COVID like everyone else. And that, that changed what's between the ears for me. Um, we were always willing to give something in these, in these, uh, pot pies. But what I began to see was that people were isolated. People were hurting. People were suffering financial losses because they weren't working. So we had our favorite restaurants and bars that had musicians and we knew that they weren't working. And I, we knew of one particular one that, um, he was also a professor at MCC Mesa community college and he wasn't working and I thought, wow, um, maybe we hire him because we live on the lake. We hire him to come and play a concert in our backyard on the lake. And we just put out on our social media that we're going to have this concert. And we thought maybe eight or 10 neighbors would join and come by. We had I don't know. I'm going to say 30, 30 boats. We had kayaks. We had stand up paddle boards. We had helicopters. We had helicopters over the house. It was crazy. And they were on their microphone and um, it was really funny. So out of trying to help others, it changed my thinking towards rather than marketing to the community how can I help my community? How, how can I con- contribute to make this better? So then a neighbor held a concert in their backyard and another neighbor on another lake. And then 
we had the helicopters up above the house again. Um, the news media reached out. Um, we hosted chalk drawing contests and Garrett and I just went to Walmart and bought the entire end cap of uh, chalk, you know, driveway chalk. And we just delivered it to people and rather than, um, you know, having like one central pickup place, we could have left it at the yeah. clubhouse and we said, oh, no, 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 we'll bring it to you. So that was nice. We got to meet people and then we sponsored and other agents and other people in the community offered to go in on the prizes. And so then that was a huge success. And when I began to think more about what can I do to my community, that even, that was like the, the highest level that we could get to, I think, with with farming. Um, and it meant so much more to me. And rather than knowing my neighbors, I became friends with my neighbors. You know, it was a deeper relationship. So, and yeah. I no longer had to market us. My neighbors marketed us. If, you know, they said, thank you to King and Associates. Thank you, Barbie King, for dropping off the chalk. Thank you, Barbie, for the concert. So, um, that has only expanded. Um, we have sponsored the Rose Garden. So we still take pumpkins, but what we do is we do take them to the Rose Garden and uh, I'll, you know, deadhead roses for out an hour on a Saturday morning, you know, a couple weekends and have the pumpkins there. And people say thank you or post a picture of their pumpkin and thank you, Barbie King, or thank you, King and Associates. So it has turned, it's done a 180 where we're not the ones always out there. It's, it's our neighbors. Perfect. So kind of cool. But, and I just want people to understand that this was an evolution over time, right? You kept yeah. trying different things and everything worked gradually, right? And then it's, you know, slowly then suddenly, and then you make that connection and then you have impact, right? Yes. So there is no wrong way to go about this. The right way is just coming from contribution and talking to people. And all the things, look, you live in a waterfront community, but imagine changes like, hey, instead of I am have a boat tour around my community for lights, I have a hayride around my community or different things that you could do that apply to where you live and where you are. Right? You just got to know your audience. You got to know the neighborhoods. You got to, It. I think things have gotten cold over time because the mass, the ability for us, our outreach is magnified. But boy, at the same time, you can really double down on those relationships on a completely different level and layer those other things on top of it. But when you connect with the right people for the right reasons, business finds you. Yes, it does. And we don't have to be the ones, uh, you know, yelling from the treetops or the mountaintop. This is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. Other people are promoting what we're doing. Other people are sharing it with their neighbors. So where we used to spend, you know, maybe $1,200 on a postcard campaign two to three times a month, we're not doing that anymore. Uh, we just sponsored a concert with Steve Chater's band on Friday night. Yeah, it was great. You know, he's played on stage with Gary Keller and um, Bud, uh, or Bud Gregg was in the band. So uh, we probably had 125 people there. 
and everyone was dancing and singing. It's a cover band. So that was really nice. It brings the community together. Um, you know, just the things that we have done are more coming from fostering community and more of a genuine, how can we help? How can we give back? We have made our living in this community. I have put my son through, you know, junior high and high school and ASU and paid my bills and through. That all bothers me. I'm just going to say that all bothers me right now to think of Garrett being 25 years old. I just want to say. Yeah. Well, he's in real estate too now. We're going to make our first family reunion in Las Vegas, which uh, that'll be a first for him. So. That'll be interesting if he drinks the Kool-Aid. <laughs> I will be there for that for sure. And, and I really appreciate you joining us today. Um, what, just when this topic came up, you just were, uh, you were formative to my business building uh, initially. So you kind of, I thought this would be a great topic. So I really appreciate you joining us today. And I love that how you just continue to modify and adapt to what's going on around you and just being present and relevant for your community. Well, thank you. Thank you for inviting me. It's always good to see you. And I'm looking forward to seeing you in, uh, I was just up in your neck of the woods uh, to see the fall colors, but thank you for inviting so you were leaf me. Peeping. What's that? Yes, you were leaf peeping. Yes, I'm a leaf peeper. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> but thank you for having me. And I, I just think I, the one thing that I hope is that people will realize don't be intimidated by what somebody else is doing or that, that you can't take over that market or you can't become first of mind in that market. Just do it. Just do it. Absolutely. That That's right. Hey, guys, there you go. You heard it from Barbie yourself. Just do it. Just get started and build those relationships yep. and come from contribution. That's it. Well, anyways, thanks, everybody, for listening to another episode of Entrepreneurial Impact. And we'll see you next time.